we'd like to welcome you back to our fourth and final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for the date entitled November 15, 2015. And uh, the next part is fluoride and population control. This is just bombshell. Unbelievable. Should be on the front page of every newspaper. But the thing is, is this is a big reason, a gigantic reason, why this society is so apathetic and so increasingly gelded, basically, especially the male population. I'm not talking about my listeners. I'm just talking about males in general, okay? Um, now, granted, you got the BPAs and the plastic, and that's feminizing the men, and I mean, that is just exploding from what I've seen. I mean, uh, that's bad, okay? But this is where it really started with the burning out of the lower brain lobes which control your will to resist which is the area one of the main areas that fluoride works on controversial fluoride is one of the basic ingredients in both prozac which is fluoroextine hydrochloride prozac its main ingredients fluoride so we're not getting enough in the water in the toothpaste wherever else they might be hiding we're not getting enough there we need to put it in pills and we need to give it to people that have um, mental type of issues they're dealing with prozac main ingredients fluoride it's also one of the main ingredients in sarin nerve gas which is isopropyl methyl phosphyl fluoride sarin nerve gas Sodium fluoride is a hazardous waste byproduct from the manufacture of aluminum and fertilizers and is a common ingredient in rat and cockroach poisons, uh, as is wayfarin, which is where we get Coumadin from, um, the blood thinner they commonly give people for heart conditions. And um, so it's a common ingredient, rat and cockroach poisons, anesthetics, which is comforting knowing you're going to be put under with some fluoride-based product that you might never, never wake up from. Also, hypnotics, psychiatric drugs, and military nerve gas. It's historically been quite expensive to properly dispose of until some aluminum, because it's the molecular size is so small, um, I, don't, I, I don't know if that has an issue of why it's so hard to dispose of, because maybe, you know, um, it would leak out easy. It would, be, it would have a tendency to, because the molecular size is so small, probably have a, a tendency to be harder to contain. Anyway, I'm, I'm speculating there, but uh, some of the aluminum industries with an overabundance of the stuff sold the public on the terrifically insane but highly profitable idea of buying it, buying the, buying the fluoride toxic aluminum waste byproduct at a 20,000% markup back in the 50s, injecting it into our water supply and then drinking it. What a win-win for Satan, you know? Yes, a two twenty thousand percent markup. Not an exaggeration. Fluoride is injected into the water supply at approximately one part per million. But since we only drink one half of one percent of the total water supply, the rest literally goes down the drain as a free hazardous waste disposal for the chemical industry. Isn't this special? Doesn't this make you feel all warm and fuzzy? I know it does me, where we pay them so that we can flush their expensive hazardous waste down our toilets. 
How many salesmen dream of such a deal? Independent scientific evidence repeatedly shown over the fast, past 50 years revealed that fluoride allegedly, allegedly shortens our lifespan, promotes cancer, various mental disturbances, accelerates osteoporosis. Why? Because it's a bone softening agent and totally affects your bones. And, and also causes broken hips in old folks, which a lot of times is a death sentence for an elderly person because they break that hip. Then it's just a cascade of, of, of events after that where, you know, they're they're basically not they're in a wheelchair the, the hip doesn't heal properly and you know their health spirals downward um I'm, uh going further it says that it also makes us stupid and docile and subservient all in one package there are reports of aluminum in the brain possibly being a causative factor in the alzheimer's disease well, yeah, it is. It's it's like the main thing. It lays across the synaptic collapse and it short circuits the brain, the aluminum. And evidence points toward fluoride's strong affinity for aluminum. Where did we just didn't we just hear that? Yeah, the the alumina filters that they've got for the fluoride, which actually are not bad. Um, we're gonna get into that later. Okay, so don't don't bail on them yet with that. Though the reason that aluminum has such an affinity for fluoride, they actually have filters built just to filter the fluoride out it also gets out arsenic okay um so yes it has a strong affinity for aluminum and also its ability to trick the blood brain barrier by looking like a hydrogen ion because it's so small and thus allowing chemical access to the brain tissue scientists who have attempted to blow the whistle on this mega bucks pr ploy have consistently been given a very unscientific black PR treatment and thus their valid points of disputing the current vested interests never arrive in the press. Follow the money to find the control. In 1952, the slick PR campaign which ramrodded the concept of fluoridation through our public health departments and various dental organizations was likened to a highly emotional beer salesman convention. Instead of the objective scientific experiment which should have been done, it's continued in that vein right up to this very present time with absolutely no science behind it. In fact, the science that, that, that's been done, the real science, has shown this is absolutely, totally a mass genocide eugenics program. This is just mass, um, mass murder is really what it boils down to. But let's go back to the beginning. Let's, let's go back to the beginning, shall we? The first occurrence of fluoridated drinking water on Earth was found in Germany's Nazi prison camps. What a fun place for this to all start. The Gestapo had little concern about fluoride's supposed effects on children's teeth. Their alleged reason for mass medicating the water with sodium fluoride was to sterilize humans and to force the people into their concentration camps into calm submission. It's one of the reasons why these people didn't mass revolt knowing that all they had to look forward to was death did you did you hear about any mass revolts in the nazi prison camps they medicated highly i mean with way more than one part per million fluoride in the drinking water which turned these all these people into subservient docile almost automatons i mean you look at the people when when the footage when they found these people at the end they still weren't even really wanting to try to get out of the prison camps. I understand that at that point they were so emaciated, many of them were on death's doorstep, God bless them. But I mean, you could see, that. I mean, those people I'm sure were never the same to a certain extent. Um, maybe the ones that, that maybe did, 
some kind of detoxification, we're going to look at that later, maybe didn't even know about it, were the ones that were probably able to rebound the best. Um, so let's go forward here. Uh, now, the reference for that about the Nazi prison camps was a book called The Crime and Punishment of I.G. Farben by Joseph Borkin. Now, I.G. Farben was the main um, driving monetary factor behind Hitler. Okay, proven fact. I mean, Hitler was like a failed house painter, and all of a sudden he rose into this gigantically elevated position. He had all this money behind him. You know, the Nazi flag, I mean, just millions and millions and millions of dollars behind this guy. Okay, and all of the hoopla and the fanfare, who paid for all that? I.G. Farben was, was the main money donator. I.G. Farben, after the war split into three different companies, um, TDK, Bear of the Bear Asp, Aspirin fame, they're still around, TDK's still around, and BASF, we don't make the products you make, we make the products you make better, remember them? They used to advertise. Anyway, those are the three companies that it split into, uh, the subsidiaries of IG Farben that split into that, and that way, after the war, they couldn't be fingered as the driving monetary force behind Hitler, but then again, Prescott Bush, and the Bushes, the, you know, the Bush's grandfather and stuff, he was all in with Hitler, so that that's a whole other story, but um, there was a ton and ton of cover-up after World War II on, on so many different levels, it's not even funny, okay? And that would be a whole other study, but, um, yeah, I.G. Farben, that's their claim to fame. So the following letter was received by the Lee Foundation. Now, the Lee Foundation for Nutritional Research, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that organization, um, kind of near and dear to me because Dr. Lee, Dr. Royal Lee, who I believe started the Lee Foundation, was the guy that founded Standard Process Nutrition. They're currently in Palmyra, Wisconsin. And this was Milwaukee. Um, he was a dentist that um, started seeing, you know, like in private practice, patients that were having all kind of teeth issues. And, and he really started looking at what's the root cause of all of this stuff. Is it that they're, you know this or that and he quickly identified it as all nutritional so he started coming out with whole food clinical nutritional supplements that were in primarily a tablet form i'm sure at the time and i don't know if they had capsule technology back then and uh, uh for specific problems the the first product he introduced was catalan which is i still have i have it on my shelf right now i'm looking right at it um that was the first multi whole food multivitamin from 1929 it's so still a wonderful product um, you know, for the money, it's hard to beat. And so that was his first product. He, he hoped that was the only product he'd ever have to make. You know, okay, I got, I got my multivitamin, that's it. Okay, I'm done. Well, the problem is, is he started seeing all kind of people in more and more nutritional, they, all of these uh, diseases that were starting to pop up at an increased rate. Yes, we had better sanitation coming into effect at that time. And, and a lot of the diseases like you know, diphtheria and typhoid and that and that type of stuff. It wasn't cured by the vaccinations. It was because we were starting to get better sanitation just on, on, a, on a number of different levels. Um, and, you know, food, personal, the, the whole nine yards. And, and that was starting to wipe out a lot of the um, diseases that were prevalent in the day. But there were other things that were cropping up because they are starting to do a lot of things to the food to adulterate it margarine was being introduced they were the, the milling the bleaching of white flour the milling of white flour the removal of all of the things that would normally occur in the flour and he was starting to see all of these problems that the canning of food 
where it was removing all of the nutritional value because you were you were superheating it and all the vitamins were being destroyed and the, and the protein was being denatured and the you know trace minerals were being messed up. Well, and the, then the soils were becoming depleted. So he started seeing all these problems in his practice, and this is what led him to start making these different products. So when this when they say the following letter was received by the Lee Foundation for nutritional research, that gives you a little more background on what the Lee Re, Lee Foundation was about from Milwaukee, Wisconsin on October 2nd, 1954 from Mr. Charles Perkins, a chemist. And he says, I have your letter of September 29th. Now this is from 1954 from Mr. Charles Perkins, chemist from the Lee Foundation. I have your letter of September 29th asking for further documentation regarding a statement made in my book, uh, which is called The Truth About Water Fluoridation, to the effect that the idea of water fluoridation was brought to England from Russia by the Russian communist Klaminov. In the 1930s, Hitler and German Nazis envisioned a world to be dominated and controlled by the Nazi philosophy of pan-Germanism, which also is the Aryan God-man, the fifth root race. Okay, they're going to create all this Aryan God race that Hitler wanted to create. The German chemist worked out a very ingenious and far-reaching plan of mass control which is submitted to and adopted by the German general staff. This plan was to control the population in any given area through mass medication of the drinking water supplies. By this method, because they knew everybody had to drink water, okay? This method, they could, with this method, they could control the populace in the whole areas, reduce population by water medication that would produce sterility in women, and so on. In this scheme of mass control, sodium fluoride occupied a prominent place. Repeated doses of infinitesimal, an infinitesimal amounts of fluoride. Remember, one part per billion is all that's in the water, but that's more than enough, you know, to, to, to cause all kind of horrific things in our body, okay? Repeated doses of infinitesimal amounts of fluoride will in time reduce an individual's power to resist domination by slowly poisoning and narcotic narcotizing narcotizing a certain area of the brain in this case the lower brain lobes thus making him submissive to the will of those who wish to govern him it's referred to as a convenient light lobotomy i just got a light lobotomy today they they took the ice pick into the corner of my eye and they only jammed it in halfway I got a light lobotomy, not as opposed to the full lobotomy where they would jam the ice pick all the way to the back of my skull, and when the ice pick stopped, it, you know it was the full lobotomy because it hit the back of your skull. That's how you know the difference. Okay, just so you know, for, for future reference, if you're ever going to do a lobotomy on somebody. That's how they used to do lobotomies in the insane asylums, with an ice pick. I'm not making that up. They really did. That was the days of shock therapy where they would, you know, crank her up. Let's Let's, you know... Let's get it enough to dim the whole lights in the whole building, you know, the shock therapy that they would do to help people with their mental doldrums or mental issues and the lobotomies. The, it's just this wonderful era of medicine. Of course, I'm not saying it's any better now. It's, it's more sanitized. It's more whatever. But, um, yeah, so anyway, this is a convenient light lobotomy. The real reason behind water fluoridation is not to benefit children's teeth. If this were the real reason, there are many ways in which that could be done that are much easier. Uh, cheaper and far more effective. Now, I'll be honest. I mean, and Dr. Royal Lee invented uh, BioDent, which was his product for the teeth. Okay, I am selling 
just about more biodent than almost any other product I'm selling at this point. I don't know what it is, but something in the last, I think something they're doing, I don't know if it's the water, the food, maybe they've upped the floor, I don't know. I have had more people email me about teeth conditions. I'm turning into like a quasi-dentist. You know what I mean? But without the fluoride and without the mercury. You know? Um, it, it's, I have gotten more emails about this. And it, it's gotten so much that I just started compiling the emails into a file in my answers. Because I'm like, what do you do about when uh, gum deterioration? What do you do about if the gums are bleeding? What do you do about if you have loose teeth? What do you do about if you have cavities? What do you do about, you know, uh, the enamel? on the teeth what what if i've got candida in the mouth what if i've got you know all of these these issues what if i had a root canal and i still paint okay so i've compiled this into a file and um you know what i'll do i'll post the file at the end of this pdf so you don't have to email me in fact i'm going to stop the recording right now and i'm going to go ahead and post it because i have gotten more emails about that and more than any other subject i don't know what they've done but i will say the base product for any tooth or gum case is biodent okay these are just rules of thumb it's in the document if you have a case where there's gum issues and uh, i always put biodent is my is my base product i've just found that that's you need to have that in there and then there's also bleeding gums you do biodent and you do Ciruta Plus, and you don't do them at a light dosage. These are food tablets. They're concentrated food tablets. And in order to get a therapeutic effect, you have to take a therapeutic dosage. But remember, these are food tablets. You're not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to OD on food. Okay, it's not like a drug. Oh, if I take that many, I... Nine per day. Biodent, nine per day Ciruta Plus, as a rule of thumb, to get rid of bleeding gums. You probably have the, the gum issue under control in like a week. I'm not saying all your problems are fixed. And you know, If you're prone to it, you might have to need to stay on a light protocol after that. But I like to get people out of the woods as quickly as possible. Now, if you have a gum issue and um, the gums are bleeding and there's infection, you do Biodent and you do Cataplex ACP, nine a day of each, until the issue is resolved. If the gums have deteriorated, it's going to take a while. Okay, And remember, teeth. If you're dealing with a tooth issue, you're dealing with bone, you're dealing with the hardest substance in the body, you're dealing with the substance in the body that has the poorest blood supply, other than maybe the spinal nerves. But no, it's probably the teeth. You're dealing with the substance of the body that has almost the poorest blood supply. So what does that mean? That means that whatever you're taking is not going to get to it super, super quick in mega quantities. So it's going to take time. Rome wasn't built in a day. If it took your teeth 40 years to deteriorate, you're not going to just regenerate them in a week. Gums, yeah, you could do that a lot quicker. Gums have a great blood supply. Just cut them and you'll find that. Now, I'm not saying do that, but I'm saying if you cut your gums, they'll bleed. Cut your tooth, it's not going to bleed. Or, or just, you know, notch into it. I'm not saying do that. It's not going to bleed gonna take a lot longer to heal that but i do believe the body has the capability to heal cavities and there's other stuff in there things you can do with your diet in this in this file that i will attach at the end of this pdf so you don't have to email me that you can look at protocols you can look at things you can do to battle cavities like right now like mild silver protein and then you do the protocol to rebuild the teeth 
things for loose teeth. I had my cousin Heidi. She came in one time. She had loose teeth. So the dentist is going to pull all my teeth. I put her on a protocol for that. I know Calma Plus is one of the things. Biodent. There might be one other thing. Her teeth had tightened all up in a week. All the sockets had tightened up. She canceled the surgery. She, as far as I know, she still has her teeth to this day. You know, it was that quick. Her teeth tightened up that fast. The gymphotic joint of the teeth was loose because there was some type of calcium trace mineral imbalance and maybe there was a gum issue there and we gave her the nutrients and it's amazing what the body can do when you supply it with the right materials anyway i'm not going to say any more now I'll, I'll post that though at the end okay so back to the report here the real purpose behind water fluoridation is to reduce the resistance of the masses to domination and control and total loss of liberty so they at least their heart was in the right place you know um when the nazis under hitler decided to go into poland both the german general staff and the general the Russian general staff, this is when they were all kind of still on the same page before Germany went to war with Russia, kind of double-crossed them. Because before that, they were like allies, okay? Um, the Russian general staff exchanged scientific and military ideas, plans, and personnel. And the scheme of mass control through water medication was seized upon by the Russian communists because it fitted ideally into their plan to communize the world. I was told of this entire scheme by a German chemist... And this is still Charles E. Perkins from the Lee Foundation, 1954. This is still him talking. He says, I was told of this entire scheme by a German chemist who was an official of the great IG Farben chemical industries and was also a prominent in the Nazi movement at the time. Uh, I say this with all earnestness and sincerity of a scientist who has spent nearly 20 years research into chemistry, biochemistry, uh, physiology and the pathology of fluorine which is fluoride that any person who drinks artific artificially fluoridated water now granted he's not saying what part per million or what part per billion he's not saying that at all okay um so understand that we're not clarifying if you're in nazi concentration camp it may have been you know, parts per million there instead of what we're getting with the parts per billion. But um, still, from his perspective, what he says is any person who drinks artificially fluorinated water for a period of one year or more will never again be the same person mentally or physically, end of quote. That's what he observed with his own eyes. That's what he, you know, so... This is how heinous this stuff is. Oh, okay, so just to clarify that, the, the federal maximum containment level for lead is 15 parts per billion, billion, 5 parts per billion for arsenic, and 4,000 parts per billion for fluoride. Um, okay, so that's, that's what, like some of the parameters that, that we're actually um, uh, dealing with here. Okay, so let's get back to the main report here. I just wanted to kind of, you know, repeat that. Um, so, do uh, so. Then the next part says, "Do you have diabetes or kidneys, kidney disease?" Now, this is after the quote from the chemist Charles Perkins from 1954. Do you have diabetes or kidney disease? There are reportedly more than 11 million people in America with diabetes. Since many diabetics drink more liquids than other people. Um, 
then according to the physician's desk reference, these 11 million Americans probably shouldn't be drinking fluoridated water. Because in doing so, they'll receive an excessive dose of fluoride. Kidney disease, by definition, lowers the efficiency of the kidneys, which is your main route of fluoridation elimination. So those people with kidney disease also shouldn't drink fluoridated water. Cases are on record in Annapolis, Maryland, 1979, where kidney patients on dialysis machines literally died due to a fluoride overdose in the city's water supply. So they were more sensitive than the other people in the area. Evidently, they put maybe too much in the water supply. The, the people that were on dialysis machines died, literally, from that. Are, are our civil defense... Or, and how many people are on dialysis just because of that then? You know? Are civil defense organizations and agencies waking up to the perils of water poisoning by fluoridation? Its use has been recorded in... Other countries, sodium fluoride water solutions are the cheapest and most effective rat killers known to chemists. Colorless, odorless, tasteless, no antidote, no remedy, no hope. Instant and complete extermination of rats. And we're considered rats as well. Um, fluoridation of the water systems can be a slow national suicide or a quick national liquidation. It is criminal insanity and treason. That was from Dr. E.H. Uh, Bronner, um of the research chemist out of chemist out of los angeles that was a quote from him here is another quote earliest available russian fluoride evidence i oliver kenneth goff was a member of the communist party and the young communist league from may 2nd 1936 to october 9th 1939 during this time period i operated under the alias of john keats with the number 18-B-2. My testimony before the government, evidently the American government, is in volume 9 of the Un-American Activities Report for 1939. He says, he goes on to say, quote, while a member of the Communist Party, I attended the Communist Training Schools in New York and Wisconsin, and we were trained in the revolutionary overthrow of the U.S. government. We discussed quite thoroughly the fluoridation of water supplies and how we were using it in Russia as a tranquilizer in the prison camps. The leaders of our school felt that if it could be introduced into the American water supply, it would bring about a spirit of lethargy in the nation. Yeah, it's a big reason why so many people are tired as well. Where it could be keep the general public docile during a steady encroachment of communism. We also discussed the fact that keeping a store of deadly fluoride near the water reservoir like a big vat of it, I guess, would be advantageous during the time of revolution. As it would give us the opportunity, remember, it's tasteless, odorless, colorless, okay? It would give us the opportunity to dump this poison into the water and either kill off the populace or threaten them with liquidation so that they would, they would surrender to obtain fresh water. Huh. Yeah, you think they still haven't had that... that uh, that uh notion in their head to this day i mean they've already got the fluoride there at the municipal water plants <laughs> i mean so anyway that's the that's the report there now this next part and i don't want to go into this too far but um what are my recommendations okay on this what are some possible remedies for this well the first thing i would say if you wanted to consider a unit that actually made the water and made it literally out of thin air. It just takes the humidity out of the air. Now these don't work as well during the winter because the humidity is typically lower, I've found. Especially being up here in North Carolina, they, they didn't work that great. 
I don't have mine anymore. It finally bit the dust. It was, <laughs> it was all she wrote. Um, I had had one of the first generations of these things. They've since improved them quite a bit. And the one that I had um, took the grip strength of a male alpha silverback gorilla in combination with the expertise of a nuclear engineer in order to figure it out. Other than that, it was very easy to use. And um, it kind of finally bit the dust. I had kept it going and basically, you know, the thing was like, yeah, it it finally bit the dust. And it, it was time. It was time. We had a little proper burial for it out back. And, and um, you know, we had a wake and a minister came over and said last rites, the whole nine yards, or a Catholic priest, sorry. Anyway, so I'm just kidding there. But, um, yeah, so these are good, though they're they're very good uh it's echo low blue i give you the links here um they have different ones now they don't have any of those first generations ones the ones they have now are much better much more efficient much more user friendly from what i'm seeing um and um they've even got units now they've got one that's the high efficiency one and it's the more expensive one but that one if you would like comes with a package where you can buy it with a solar panel that if the grid ever went down, you could literally use the solar plant panel to generate water. Let's say you don't have access to a well or you want to just have another backup. It's about three grand to do the whole package on that one. Okay, for the solar panel, the inverter, and the actual unit, it's around three grand. I'm sure it doesn't include shipping. So, but anyway, that's an option. That's probably one of your best options. Now, granted, if you got hit with an EMP strike, it's going to take the thing out, most likely, if it's plugged in. Now, if you had it for that rainy day, that rainy EMP day, that rainy, you know, false flag nuclear event, pandemic, slash, you know, end of the world scenario, and you had it in an EMP-proof container, let's say, um, you'd be good to go because you wouldn't need the, the power grid. Because that's one, that's one option. Now, again, I'm, I'm not making any money by telling you this stuff this is just all stuff i'm putting out there for, for your own edification and benefit so then we go to what's the next thing you can do well obviously if you had a well and the well was tested and you know you could you could um you could take that well water and maybe even do it like a pre-filter and then run it through one of the gravity filters now we're going to get into that last okay or you, if there was a spring nearby and it was tested, like at least yearly, you could go there and, and go the spring water route, okay? Um, I do a lot of that myself, actually. Uh, now, I don't mean going to, like, the, the kiosks at the grocery stores and uh, who knows what you're even getting there. You know, this is really the reality. Oh, it's reverse osmosis. Okay, well, that means it still has all the fluoride and, you know, whatever else. I mean, I, I'm sure that, you know, who's maintaining those? What is actually really getting out? I can remember I tried those like one time, this one place, and I'm like, oh man, it was bad. I mean, the water did not even taste good. So be careful on that. I don't really advise the bottled water that much because it's just the plastics alone and the waste and the inefficiency and the whole nine yards there. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, every once in a while, I understand if you're out and, and about. But um, the BPA issue alone on that and... and uh, uh, there's hardly any regulation on that. You don't know what you're getting. The one guy got into it, but I didn't even get into that information where they don't really have to disclose what's in the water. Obviously, it's not on the bottle when you get them. So please don't assume that you're getting pure water when you're buying bottled water, no matter how it tastes. Then another thing that you can do 
is along the lines of fluoride detoxification. I've gotten into this in previous studies where I actually did studies on this. You can do fluoride uh, keyword search in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. But just to make it really super simple, okay, what are things that detox fluoride? Iodine. Okay, we just talked about that in, in the previous study, iodine. Now, remember what I said, fluoride, bromine, and chlorine are all of the halogen family on the periodic table. Iodine is also a halogen, okay, but in, in like a good form of iodine is a good halogen, whereas fluoride and, and now granted, if it's an organic fluoride, it's not bad, okay, at a small dose, but I'm talking about the ones that are like from industrial waste, okay, bromine, fluoride and um oh and i i even mentioned radioactive iodine which will compete with with both regular iodine and these other halogens but chlorine which they put in the water bromine which they put in the bread and other things and um then obviously the fluoride in the water in the toothpaste all of those things are being put into the food and water supply by design to not only burn out your lower brain lobe not to not only create a weak servile docile um, population that is easily manipulated not only to cause premature death premature cancer premature bone disease hip fractures bone softening mottled teeth dental fluorosis not only is it being put in there for that just on the fluoride issue alone um, but all of these other things are being done too like bromine and chlorine which is a whole other list of, of laundry list of things it causes in the body bromine is horrific for you so again all of it's being done by design to kill us okay to cause premature death to cause cancer to affect our brain to just all of it's nasty it's just, it's just terrible so how do you get fluoride out of the body well you would want to put something good in there that would compete with it and kick it out of the thyroid gland which is most likely where it's gravitated to because halogens tend to gravitate toward the thyroid gland so good iodine will kick fluoride out of the body and uh, good iodine will actually, actually have a positive effect on the kidneys too, which will help also get the fluoride out of the body. That's kind of complicated how that works, this whole T3, T4 thing on conversions of iodine. But anyway, um, another thing that's listed is an Ayurvedic herb called tamarind, tamarind, T-A-M-A-R-I-N-D. This is listed here. This is the first time I've ever actually done a study and had all of my things in one little spot regarding fluoride and water purification it's the first time i've ever put it all together I just did it today because i really got convicted about it. i'm like this is so important i mean this is like mega important okay and then liver cleansing liver cleansing is 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 a way to get fluoride out of the body okay so honestly though for this i don't think your standard liver gallbladder flush with the olive oil and the epsom salts and that that's not really the route you want to yes it's great to get rid of a massive number of gallstones and it's great to do um but it's not a deep long-term cleanse for a good deep long-term cleanse in the liver you got to do at least three weeks preferably preferably eight if you've never done one it'd be like having a car and never getting an oil lube and filter on it i'll get one when it turns about 150,000 miles see how that works out for you in your car okay well we do it all the time a lot of people do it all the time with our bodies they've never done a cleanse ever so um there's there's liver cleanses i i would if, if you get them uh, like if you go to a health food store or something try to get one that is whole food based that is herbal based but the problem is with the herbs it's like the wild west you don't know what you're getting and um you know try to ask them for the highest quality 
herbal slash whole food cleanse that they've got. You know, that's what I would. The one I use and recommend typically if we're going to do a, um, like an eight-week cleanse, really Liveplex uh, from Standard Process. It's like six different liver detoxification products in one pill. So it's kind of a really good value. Generally speaking, six per day for eight weeks. At least do two bottles of it, I would say. Um, six per day for eight weeks, you know, like four bottles. It's not super expensive. It's like 22 a bottle or something. Remember, I mean, if you've never done this before, you got some catching up to do. And then, um, and start slow on this. Start like one capsule per day. Don't put yourself into a big Herxheimer like type effect, like, you know, healing crisis effect. Um, and also choline, six per day. In fact, generally speaking, what I like to do is start the person on choline. Um, generally speaking, you can usually do two with meals right off the bat on choline. It's not a big causing typically a huge detoxer it defats the liver most people are walking around with fatty livers most people are walking around with a sack full of gallstones i did dissection in chiropractic college for a year okay gross dissection one and two peripheral nervous system and central nervous system and i would ritually check the people the cadavers and i never discovered one person that did not have a sack full of gallstones. I mean, all you have to do is grab the gallbladder and it was like, you know, a sack of marbles in there, you know? Um, everybody had it, everybody. That's why people get such dramatic results from the gallbladder flushes. I passed, you know, 100 stones. I passed over 100 the first time I ever did it. But it's not a long-term deep cleanse. It's like a one-time flush, get all the big stuff out of there. And I think it's great. But I would rather do a long-term flush and then maybe try that later in what you might find. See, I've tried it after I've done, been on things like choline or Livaplex and those types of products. I've tried it. Nothing. You don't see anything. It's, it's nothing because it's all gone. See, I'm always detoxing. We're always being bombarded with stuff. So I don't, in my system, I don't have it anymore. So those two really are, are, are good. Um, Liveplex and, and choline for a six-week period, six a day of each. You're going to do four bottles of each. They're in their 90-count bottles each. Um, that's what I would typically recommend. You have somebody that wants to do a whole body cleanse and they want to just take one product, I put them on SP Cleanse. It's 21 different products in one capsule, but it's not as concentrated to the gallbladder and the liver. It's more like everything. It's hitting kidneys. It's hitting liver. It's hitting colon. It's hitting blood. It's doing all these systems. Okay, so that's a good one. But it, again, that's not going to be a specific flush for the gallbladder and liver. Okay. Um, flora, and again, I got into this in the first, the first parts. Flora is really important as well because you really want to make sure your colon is in, an, is in a, uh, a good situation. I mean, if you're dumping all these toxins into, into a filthy, dirty colon, eh, you're going to not get as great results. The floor is very good. There are specific things that you can do to detox the colon. The one I like, I still take about one or half of one of these a day. It's called Super 2 by Harmony Formulas. I, I really like the product. It's cheap. It's You don't have to take a lot. I've taken like half a day one a day max for like a long time it's just herbs that basically keep your colon cleansed the liveplex and the choline there's a little bit of colon cleansing in that but it's not a specific colon cleanse that's the thing is that you know it's just hard to fit it all into one capsule so there's different products 
for different things that are needed. You can do a specific kidney flush, okay? Generally speaking, if I'm going to do a specific kidney flush, I would recommend adding in rena food if you want to do that along with the liver. Rena food's like three different standard process products on one tablet. It's just awesome for the kidneys. Um, just the best overall product I have for the kidneys. So those are just some things to, to, to think about as far as, okay, I want to I wanna target this, and I want to target this. You know, you want to target the lungs, you add in pneumotrophin by standard process. Um, there's other things you can do, though, in the lungs. It would just really depend. I mean, that's not going to be the only thing I would do, but it would be your base product. So just to give you a little bit of idea on, on some of the things that, that if you were thinking about, yeah, but I think I have this issue. Okay, well, then do this, you know. Um, so five ways to detox fluoride. Iodine, probably the best one because you're directly competing and your body needs it anyway, as we've said, okay. Um, either do a protein-bound iodine like the prolamine iodine from Standard Process or like a really good nascent iodine. I would say either one of those. I mean, you could do Lugol's. Um, I, I just think that Lugol's, I think they're only allowed to put one active form of iodine in it. It used to have two. Pretty sure they made them, man, the government mandated they take out. It's potassium iodine and potassium iodide, I believe. They took one of them out. So if you found a Lugol's with both in it, yeah, you know, just, you know, um, that's that's another thing you could do as well. Um, then tamarind which is the Ayurvedic herb for evidently listed specifically for fluoride detoxification. Liver cleansing, we just talked about that. Boron. Now, I, I'm sorry, I just can't, in good conscience, some people say, go out and get a bottle of borax and do that. Is there really a lot of quality control on that? I've tried doing that, and there's just something in me, and it might be the Holy Spirit saying, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. It doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm going to die after each dose. Not because I feel bad, because I really feel okay. But I'm like, I've just ate detergent or some type of detergent. I feel weird just from the fact that I just put detergent in me. Yes, I feel all clean inside now, but hey. No, just kidding. But yeah, I'm, I'm not so much. So like the, the one I've got here, it's, and I don't even sell this, but you can get it. It's uh, triple boron, three forms. For enhanced bioavailability, triple borons by Source Naturals. It's got three different forms in it. Typically, when you get more forms, you're going to get a higher assimilation rate. So that's the one I have. Um, and uh, boron. So boron kicks fluoride out of the body. And then also dry saunas. Not the kind where it's like a steam bath, but the one you go in and like, like it's all wood, you know, and um, you're in there. So dry saunas are a specific way also i would imagine that that niacin detox would also probably work to a certain extent uh, i gotta believe that would probably have some effect on it um now also there's another report here and it says worried about fluoride exposure protect yourself with selenium selenium is a big one i've talked a lot about talked about it in the last teachings I only recommend, really, at this point, the Whole Foods Selenium by Innate because it's from a Whole Foods source. It's the one I've taken for, I don't know, years at this point. And it does, I mean, it it's proven to absolutely, totally inhibit viral replication in the body. 
uh, it's anti-cancerous, it's um, an antioxidant, and now it's also one of the main things that gets fluoride out of your body. So see, there are ways you can battle this. Let's say you, you've been exposed to this for all these years, it's done all this stuff to you. Well, there's nutrients you can take to regenerate the brain, there's, there's, there's things that you can do to get the fluoride out of the body, it won't happen overnight, but you start, you start down that path, you drink plenty of purified water, you know, you exercise, get the, get the fluids moving, you know, walk for, uh, I try to walk at least twice a week for like three miles, you know, and I'm doing calisthenics along the way while I'm doing it. It makes it a lot harder. I'm push-ups, squats, one-legged walking lunges, um, dips on benches from behind. I'm, I'm trying to get in a whole bunch of that along with it which turns it more into like a crossfit almost type workout just get as much fluids moving and get your metabolism up get get everything get sweating sweating is is one of the best ways you can possibly detox and that was what that niacin flush was based on you know you take the niacin you start to feel that flush make sure you're doing some physical activity because you're going to be sweating this stuff out those fat cells are literally going to be bursting from the niacin and it's going to be releasing that toxic payload and then you take the activated charcoal when you're done and it's binding up that stuff in the body and allowing it to get out of the body and be excreted so that's another thing so those are those are some ways the best ways i know of to get fluoride out of the body you know um could you imagine if like overnight like humanity found this information out and they stopped putting fluoride in the water and people started doing just this one thing alone do you imagine the national awakening of people i really believe to a certain extent they would all of a sudden they would start to slowly start kind of start like coming out of the stupor maybe this apathy this to a certain extent maybe not everybody but i think i think that would be a really positive effect you know but again our our slave masters are trying to ensure that this never ever happens you know and everybody stays in bondage so um now the last part and i'm not going to spend a ton of time on this because i'm running out of time and this is something that you really need to read for yourself and what it is it was a report put out by mike adams of natural news um and it's entitled big berkey beats pro pure gravity filter for removal of heavy metals and toxic elements and so i had been thinking this pro pure was the way to go and then i read these reports and i'm like no <laughs> looks like the big berkey's got it beat hands down if you have the the fluoride filters attached because there's there's literally two filters there's the black berkey's on top and you attach the um fluoride arsenic filters on the bottom so it's a two-stage filter okay um so it says when it comes to removal of heavy metals and toxic elements from the water big berkey water filters easily beat pro pure according to independent lab tests conducted at the national they've got their own national news forensic food labs and they publish these results online today you can click on the thing full details of the test conducted with parts per billion accuracy uh, with icp-ms instrumentation are shown at the new website waterfilterlabs.com as the data shows the big bird key water filter with the attached arsenic fluoride filter elements easily beat pro pure filter outfitted with the new quote all-in-one fluoride filter elements in fact according to the performance of the units we tested zen water systems also beat pro pure so all of the stuff is listed there um big berkey also was best at removing elements with radioactive isotopes so that's another thing to definitely consider here um i'm just kind of scrolling down here for these tests big berkey water filter vastly outperform pro, pro pure are all across for all elements for example 
ProPure water filters only remove 20%, 20.2% of cesium. And the Big Berkey removed about 98, 98.6. So it's not even close. In our test, arsenic removal of the ProPure Pro all-in-one filter was 61.6. While the Big Berkey filter removed 100. Now, I had talked about that other one recently of the Alexa Pure. And that one's good as well. But, and it had extremely high, like, uh, rates of removal of, of what it was tested against. It had, I believe it was about an 88% reduction of fluoride, which is way better up until the point when I read this information that I'm getting into than anything I'd seen for a gravity water filter. 88.6 is nothing to sneeze at compared to what's out there. Okay, so that's still a good one. And for the money, it's pretty hard to be because you can get the whole kit and a caboodle there for like 170 some dollars. These big Berkeys, they're not cheap. Okay, you, I mean, it depends what you get. Okay, it depends what you get, but man, you can, you can like, you get their biggest one, that crown, oh, it is like outrageous. If you got a full set of eight filters, eight fluoride filters and eight black filters, it's phenomenal. It's like, I don't even know, six, eight hundred bucks or it's, it's a ton of money. Um, granted it will last a long time because there's so many filters. If you had a big family or if you just wanted it to last a long time, it lasts a long time, a huge capacity, but, um, it's definitely a step up in price, the big Berkey. But as we're going to see, it is by far the best at getting out fluoride. It, it, we're we're going to get into that in a second. So I'm just, I'm just kind of scrolling down here. Um, this, they, he, they came out with another thing at the big berkey site and it said uh, we're proud to announce brand new black berkey testing results that show that berkey also removes chloramines pharmaceuticals bpa which is a big one the, the plastic one the one that's hyper feminizing men and creating xenoestrogens and messing up women and messing up our endocrine systems it's in the plastics anything that has a number one on it especially if you anything disposable plastic it's just leaching into it and, and not only that but a lot of other plastics are doing it too um so anyway, they we they show the they've got the light, the crown, the imperial, the royal, the big, the travel, and the go. There's I guess six different uh, seven seven different um, big Berkey filters. Um, it gets bisphenol A out, which is the BPA, ninety nine point nine percent. Chloramines, ninety nine point nine percent. There, it says many water municipalities are switching to chloramine disinfection instead of chlorine. So they're trying to they're trying to outsmart everybody and and put other things in there that are going to kill you that maybe your filter's not going to put out because you know they're just that's they're fun that way. So um, um, there was a growing course existing of potential Berkey customers wanting to answer to this question if it got chloramines out and it does. It removes ninety nine point five percent of I guess all the pharmaceuticals it was tested against. Um, the filters were tested for 17 different types of pharmaceuticals and they were all removed. No additional types of pharmaceuticals were available for testing. It also gets rid of petroleum contaminants at a 99.9% with unfortunately too common event of oil spills and petroleum contamination of the waterways and water sources. This has been on the mind of customers. You know, it's, it's legitimate with the Gulf oil spill. We talked about that recently. And then Mexa methyl cyclohexane methane Remove that at 99.9%. That's also a contaminant that was evolved in the 2014 West Virginia oil spill. Pesticides, remove them at a 99.9%. Um, heavy metals, 99.1%. Coliform and E. coli, remove to 
and even above. So then you get into the part where I, I wanted to know, okay, what about these fluoride and arsenic filters that you put on extra? Okay. Um, and what they're getting is they tested, the testing for fluoride was based on 20 to 30 part per million of the ion, which is a very, very high level. I mean, that's way more than, than should be in the municipal water supplies, 20 to 30 part per million of the ion in an influent aqueous solution water at a flow rate of no more than 3 GPM per cubic foot of media. Now, the results were the, this called the PF2 arsenic and fluoride water filters for the big Berkeys. The results were it reduced it to less than one part per million of the fluoride ion in the effluent in the, in the media that they were testing in, and which resulted in a 95% reduction of fluoride. 95. I don't know anything that's got that. Under optimum conditions, effluent concentrations of less than 50 part per billion uh, were readily achieved. And they were, and they, and that if it was less than 50 part per billion, it was a 99.75% reduction of fluoride. 99.75. That's really good. Now, remember what I said before. Let's harken back a little bit. Let's take a trip back to the little time machine. Remember what that the gentleman emailed me originally, and he said that our um, alumina fluoride filters are dependent upon two things the ph of the water preferably the water being at a ph of six or slightly acidic it works better so the these alumina filters will work better in a lower ph water but also the other thing and i think the more important thing was flow rate okay and when you have an under the counter filter you're going to have water going in there water pressure and it's going to go through there and it's going to come out quick right i mean you, you have those like Think of the under-the-counters, and you have the little spigot on top, and you open the spigot, and it's coming out. I mean, it's coming out quick. Well, that flow rate is going to be like anywhere from a half a gallon to one gallon per minute. That is going to really, 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 really mess up the ability of that alumina filter to get the fluoride out. Because if the flow rate is too fast, it's, it's not going to have enough time to bond with the fluoride. The alumina filter will not have enough time. And, you, and like the guy said, you might have a 30 to 50% reduction in fluoride. That's not acceptable. That is not acceptable. But guess what? When you're dealing with a gravity filter, the flow rate's less than 0.25, which he said was ideal. It's going to be even less. The less the flow rate is, the better it's going to work. That's why I think these filters on a gravity filter are superior to the under-the-counter because you're not having to worry about all that pressure of the water going through there. You're not going to have a half a gallon purification rate on, on one of these Berkey filters. I mean, maybe if you had the crown and you had eight filters, but the, remember, it's eight different fluoride things working at the same time, so it's going to work quicker. But for each one, it's going to have plenty of time to bind up to that. Um, to that um, fluoride molecule. So I think that's why we're getting such significant reductions here. It's a dedicated filter. And you really need, for fluoride, you really need a dedicated filter. It's the same size as water, basically. So it's very extremely hard to get out. It's that small. And you have to have something that has an, has an affinity that wants to attach onto it to bind it up. So 
Um, also, sodium fluoride, sodium fluorosilicate, fluorosilic acid. These are all different derivatives, hydrofluorosilic acid. They're all different ways they've been changing fluoride in order to, you know, get us killed quicker, basically, <laughs> is, is what it boils down to. They, they, these have other things in there that's in, in um, they also worked on them I, 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 to the same extent, essentially. Um, so that was, that's the best I've seen. That's the best I have seen. Now, granted, Echolo Blue. If you're generating out of thin air, you don't got to worry about this at all. You know, unless they find a way to introduce fluoride into the air. <laughs> the Echo Blue has like, I don't know, like 10-stage filtration or something now. I mean, it's it's filtering even the water in the air. It's filtering it really amazingly. Even reverse osmosis in, in that. So it's highly, highly filtered. Um, then it goes on to say, under normal conditions, it is recommended that each set of the two PF elements be replaced after 1,000 gallons. So basically, one um, one PF element is good for about 500 gallons, and then also I would also assume the, the black, the black would be good for that too. I don't know, maybe maybe the black will last longer. I don't know. The black's above the the PF fluoride filters below. Okay, so but two of them you could pur purify 1,000 gallons of drinking water, and that's that's quite a bit, you know. Um, each as you go up in progression on the big Berkey filters, remember, I'm not trying to sell these. I don't benefit from this at all. But each one of them, as you go up, has larger chambers. And you'll get to a point where one will take, like, two. One will take, a couple will take four. And then then it goes up to six. And then the biggest one, I think, has eight. So you could literally have eight black Berkey filters above, eight fluoride filters below. And, I mean, you're going you're gonna to get um, a lot of filtration there. And those should last quite a long time, but but it's it's significantly expensive, more than the uh, like the Alexa Pure. Um, so anyway, the other information is here. Um, and okay, so how does activated alumina work? This is the this is the main media media in the fluoride filters that has the affinity for fluoride that does the job. Okay, activated alumina is a granulated form of aluminum oxide. It is very porous and has a tremendous surface area for the removal of contaminants. In the removal process, the water containing arsenic or fluoride passes over the granules in the filter with the activated alumina absorbing the arsenic and the fluoride. The longer the water contact, the more contaminants are removed. And that's why these gravity filters are perfect for that because it gives you that long, long time about that. Um, now, okay, there's a part here, and I don't have time to get into it, but people are saying, well, yeah, but if it's putting all kind of aluminum in the water, what good is it? Okay. In here, and you can read this for yourself. I'm just going to touch on this because, I'm, like I said, I'm running out of time. National brand toothpaste have, on average, 52.87 parts per million of aluminum. This the toothpaste, not only the fluoride, but the aluminum. Okay. Water boiled in an aluminum pan for five minutes has 2.791 parts per million of aluminum okay after five cycles of of um water of i guess um water that they put through the big berkey through the black berkey elements and through the pf2 after five cycles okay you had 0 0.7 0 0.178 part per million of aluminum okay now remember if you boil water in a pan you have 2.7 parts per million 
after five cycles through the PF, you only have 0.17. In your toothpaste, you have 52 parts per million. So after 10 cycles of water through it, you only have 0.037 parts per million of aluminum in the water. It's taking more aluminum out in the water than it's introducing back in. Even if there's aluminum in the water, it's still going to take more out than actually ends up going into the bottom basin. The reason there's more at the beginning where you're, you're conditioning the filters is because you're get, you have that loose media. Just like if you have a carbon filter, you have to run water through it in order to get all like the carbon out and so the water's not black. Well, you got to do the same thing with these. You have to run, run them for at least a few cycles to make sure any loose aluminum dust or whatever is washed out of there, and then it's going to be great. You're going to be golden. So that's how it works. Anyway, all of that's there, and it, and it goes into detail because they've gotten this question, and I like it. You know why? They're the only company I've out there I've seen that's thoroughly addressed this issue about the aluminum in the fluoride filter because obviously it's a huge red flag, okay? Um, they're the only ones I've seen this, and I'm not saying they're the only company that's ever done it, but it's the only one I've seen. Okay, so it tells me they have integrity. They've got a, uh, uh, the warranty manufacturer warrants this product to be free of any defects in materials workmanship for a period of six months from date of purchase. It's got a six-month warranty. Manufacturer will replace or repair any product that, that it deems is not properly functioning during the stated warranty period. They're always at your service to assist you with warranty claims. Okay, so anyway. Um, I don't want to say more now. And then what I also did is I put my whole file entitled cavities, toothaches, root canals, loose teeth, gum issues, and general tooth health. That whole file is here um, below this. So this PDF is going to be pretty big for today. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to end up being 20, 27 pages at least. Okay. So you have that. I'm not going to get into any of that because I've kind of touched on that a little bit, but um a whole bunch of tips in there what to do for your teeth okay way more than what i just the brief stuff i just mentioned all kind of stuff all kind of other things like uh diametaceous earth food grade really really high in silica silica is really good for teeth and bone okay, that's something you could do very very cheap simple cheap um and then other things you can do naturally like with the food so that's all we have for today um, and uh, I will go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer because I'm almost totally out of time. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us. I pray, God, that this information that we've gotten into in this teaching, that you would bless it, Lord, that you would use it, you know, Lord, mightily for your glory, that you'd use it to help people, Lord, and that your name be glorified through it. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.